Hey friends, welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Clay and Jamie Schumacher. Hi friends. It's the Father's Day takeover. So you're hearing from me and you're going to hear a letter from me. Yeah. What episode is this, Clay? Oh, sorry. This is episode 13 of Dungeons and of Dragons. We're going to be talking about (laughs) some Dungeons and Dragons for my Father's Day letter. Just like one dungeon and a couple dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Okay, okay, sure. We could get maybe a couple dungeons in, but Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Much like Dungeons and Dragons, this show is improvised. We don't know until we start talking. Um, But... uh, yeah, so uh, welcome well, yeah. welcome to the host seat, Clay. Does this mean you're also going to take over editing this week? Um, I don't think anyone would be happy about that. <laughs> but if you would like me to, I can try. No, that's okay. I'm pretty picky about it. I'd like to do it. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, Jamie, you didn't get me a Father's Day gift. Yet. Except this podcast. Yes. Happy Father's Day. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, but first, before we get into any of this, Jamie, what are we drinking? Well, tonight you made a special trip to the liquor store across the parking lot from the Walmart. We are cheers. currently in the parking lot of, <laughs> and I am drinking a Whistler Brewing Hello Limoncello, which is like, a, I'm guessing like a lemon rattler kind of situation. Hold on. I'm about to take a sip. Yes. Like a shad- shandy kind of situation. Is it good? That silence is long. It doesn't taste like beer. Yeah, a shandy. It, a shandy usually tastes, tastes like like lemonade. Like lemonade. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is like four percent alcohol. It is a. It's a boat. It's a boat beer. That. And, then, and in terms of a boat beer, it's pretty good. It's a little sweet for me. It tastes kind of like sugary. Oh, weird, huh? It does have sugar. Are you kidding me? It has sugar in it. Beer, sugar, lemon juice concentrate. They actually list that. So. Is that a thing in Canada? So, yeah, obviously we're in British Columbia here. In the U.S., beers do not necessarily have ingredients listed. Is Trench Brewing also a BC brewery? Because when I think mm, delicious, I think Trench. (laughs) Trench. It's Trench Brewing, brewed for adventure. This is the Fang IPA. And, uh, yeah, it's actually brewed here locally in Prince George, British Columbia, which is where we are tonight, so. I mean, that's a good hazy. Solid. Ooh. Hold on. There's like a, mm, almost like a grapefruit note on the end of that. I really like that. Mine just tastes like pure sugar, guys. Are you serious? That's disappointing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's so sweet, right? That is limoncello. Yeah, I guess it's called limoncello, so it should be kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's good. It's good. It's it's very summery. It's light. Uh you know. That was the goal in getting that one. Yeah. Well, so cheers. Cheers. Happy summer. Cheers Happy to Canada. Our, and this is our first recording in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> That's true. It's so, our, it's not our first recording in Canada. It's not our first recording in Canada. And it's not our first time in a Walmart parking lot, but it is our first recording in a Walmart parking lot. We're not usually in a Walmart parking lot on a Sunday, but we're in go mode right now. We've talked about staying at Walmarts and how you can do that. A couple right? times, yeah. It yeah. depends on the Walmart, you have to ask. Mm-hmm. Or at least like check your sources or see other RVs. Yeah. There. Uh, but in a lot of places like this where they're very like um, RV centric communities or RV accessible communities, 
the Walmarts are pretty supportive of it. So yeah, for sure. We um we spent a lot of money at this Walmart today <laughs> restocking all of our groceries. Yeah, almost five hundred Canadian. <laughs> yeah, we needed a lot of like. I don't know, we were just out of a lot of stuff and it was, we kind of think our next stock up will be like in Whitehorse and we don't know exactly when we'll get there. So it was time for a big stock to be able to make quick and easy dinners and lunches as we're on the road and driving kind of most days for the next two to three weeks. Yeah, so we got a lot of kilometers knocked out this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Between Fort Langley, where we were staying last week, which, which we had a great time there. Oh my goodness. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but it's so cute. It was such a good spot. Um, highly recommend that campground. It was called Fort Camping and highly recommend just visiting that area. It's outside of Vancouver by a little bit, mm -hmm. yeah, but it was so nice. And it was like enough of a Vancouver suburb area to like have easy access to groceries and even a climbing gym and things like that. But um, you don't really have to leave that campground if you don't want to because you can just walk to like the little market and the all the restaurants. There are trails. The <laughs> it's on a little island in yeah, the middle of the Fraser like River, trails. like towards it's the mouth. So cute. Yeah, towards the mouth of the Fraser River. Yeah. Obviously, since it's pretty close to Vancouver. But I mean, and we had full hookups for the first and last time for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, there's just there was so much cute stuff to walk to. We loved the brewery we went to last day. week. I know we talked about it on last week's podcast. We took lots of showers. We did laundry right there. It was really nice. We got Canadian cash, yeah, which it was, was important. Super useful to be there for a week and kind of like, you know, kind of chill out before we do this big push. Oh, we took the kid. Jason and I took the kids to the uh, Spider-Man movie. You did, yeah. That was an excellent movie, by the way. I know this is not like a movie review podcast or anything to do with that at all. But um, yeah, if you've ever seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse is, I would say, even better and hilarious and great and just amazingly well done um, artistically speaking. I don't really go to movies, so I did not go. <laughs> yeah, Jojo and I masked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, man, I don't even, I've never really liked going to movies. I would much rather watch, especially since streaming was a thing. Like, I like some movies, okay, but um, not usually ones that, like, everyone likes that are in theaters for a long time. It's been a long time since you and I saw a movie in the theater together. It was a Star Wars one, I think. Probably. Han Solo or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been no, a hot the, minute. Solo, no, the uh, episode nine came out after Solo, didn't it? Okay, maybe. I don't know. Man, if I'm wrong about that, I'm going to be in so much trouble. You are not a good Star Wars nerd, but you are a good D&D <laughs> &D nerd. Um, no, it's I. it's been a hot minute. I don't love... I, why would I go to a theater when I could just be in my pajamas and stream it at home? Because it's like, it's a thing. It's an experience. You're I don't like, like the experience. Okay, it's well, very I mean, overwhelming to me in a sensory way. Like, I do not yeah. like how loud it is most of the time. Like... It's not particularly enjoyable. It's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely what you're getting when you go into the theater. You're getting yeah. the big seat, yeah. you know, huge screen. Sticky floor. Sticky floor sometimes, sometimes not, but usually. Nasty steel popcorn. <laughs> no, the popcorn's good. I, I disagree. Like I mean, I didn't, we didn't get popcorn this time. But. Yeah, you spent 40 freaking dollars on, like, random candy. Canadian. <laughs> Candy and soda. I was thinking, what are you doing? 
no, I stayed home and wrote and worked on stuff, so which was kind of nice. But it yeah, was, no, it, it was, was a really nice time in Fort Langley. It was a really kind of like our last like hanging out week for a while until we at least until we get up to Alaska. So we've got yeah. two to three weeks now. We're not sure exactly how long it'll take us to get up there, but that's the plan. So we last night. Yeah, we left. So we left Saturday and drove. Uh, you know, four and a half ish hours of drive time to a. Uh, we stopped in a parking lot of a lookout for um, like a fire lookout. Yeah, we stopped in a. It's called Mount Begbie over Overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of or, on the top of. I think a mountain. it's Mount Begbie Lookout. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. So there's like a fire tower there, and you can hike, do a quick hike up to it, and go up in the fire tower, which is pretty cool. Um, so we yeah, did that we this a, morning. Yeah, we had a fun little, that was our coffee walk this morning. Yeah, it was great. It was a really nice spot to be, you know, kind of off the road a little bit, but, you know, easy on, easy off. But yeah, as soon as we got there, it was Mosquito City. <laughs> I am like scratching my hand right now. <laughs> so a mosquito bite on it. A couple got in there and we haven't been able to get them all out. It was, we found the mosquitoes. Yeah, they're here. It's they're real. They're here. It's a thing. It's a little bit like being in like northern minnesota or something this time of year <laughs> yeah it's a lot like that um there's lots of lakes and it's very beautiful um it's the drives have been gorgeous so clay drove yesterday and i drove today about this almost the same distance not quite yeah it was so like what four and a half hours yeah, google time yesterday and four trading, hours google time today we're kind of trading off every other day just to not get too fatigued on it mm-hmm. i think that's gonna help with this you know 30 more hours of driving we have to do and to get up to Alaska or a little bit more. Well, the nice thing is, like, it's like, what, almost 11 o'clock here, local and time, Pacific time. The, I mean, it just got dark. <laughs> yeah. The sun went down at like a little before 10. Yeah. yeah. But it, it just got dark. It did. So there's a lot of daylight for driving. So we can work a full day do school, you know, run in, run an errand even and still get a couple hours of driving in. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really nice. Uh, yeah, today we, we had a nice drive. We stopped in Quesnel, mm-hmm. which I keep wanting to say Quesnel. Yeah, that's a, it's Q-U-E-S-N-E-L, but it's pronounced Quesnel. And we stopped there. They had this great little visitor center that you could park in RV at. And you could even stay there for the night if you wanted to. And they had a park... Um, like a playground for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. Coffee shop, a museum. We didn't go to the museum, but we did go to the coffee shop. And had a really nice London fog. And we had this, just like this great little afternoon where we just hung out and let the kids run around at a playground. Yeah, the playground was really cool, actually. It was really busy. Like yeah. all the town was there. There's a splash pad. Oh my gosh, the stuff. splash pad was packed. It was so. Like, I think everyone packed. in town well, in you know, Grinnell was, was at the splash pad. Warm for up here. I mean, it was like 75 degrees, but it was right. like, quite warm. So. Oh, yeah. They were all out having fun for summer, and uh, it was it was a good vibe. It was really fun. So we we keep we keep trucking northward, but the roads have been good so far. So uh, I know that's going to change. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's not press our luck. There. Yeah, but like for a good portion of the drive so far up to Prince George, it's been mostly like two lane road, but with like some passing lanes. Mm-hmm. But the the roads themselves have been like very smooth, like very smooth like better than a lot of roads in the like that we've been on so yeah there was a but it I, got a bit bumpy today yeah it did and i think as we go further northward like 
Yeah. The amount of oh, time no. that these We're roads are not snow and ice covered is so limited that the roads are just rough. <laughs> We're going to drive on some roads that are like not even paved uh, in the near term, but not today. Yeah. So today was good. Today was really good. Today was easy. It was a very nice drive. And I mean, mm-hmm. like. And we listened to the Adventure Zone, which was very fun and was something that'll come up today in our, our discussion. Yeah, I think we're on episode five of the latest season now, so we're kind of catching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we saved it for this drive. It's been great. So, yeah, that's always fun to do on, on a long drive when we kind of run out of things to chat about and music to listen to. <laughs> oh, it was today was, I was, I was driving, I went to pick. Mm-hmm. Today mm-hmm. was, we first listened to the uh, newer release of Stick Season from Noah Khan. Because of course we listen to Noah Connor, especially I do. Like it's very Oh, on he's brand. great. Yeah. And it's very on brand for us. <laughs> <laughs> like road life, like all the things. Um but so that that new album, if you haven't listened to it, if you like him at all, or if even if you don't, if you think you might, if you like folkish, like Americana type music, just go listen. It's great. And yeah, then give it a the listen new songs for sure. on the extended version are just somehow even better. Uh so so good. So we listened to that first, and then we listened to some Adventure Zone, which is great. And that's kind of how we've been passing our time. So we've got a lot more driving to do, but we're doing a lot of free camping, which is very exciting. Yes, last night was free. Tonight, Tonight's free. Tomorrow well, night's going to be mean, free. We well, bought a lot of groceries. <laughs> we bought a lot of groceries. And then we got dinner at Canadian McDonald's. We did. We Oh, yes. Canadian poutine. Well, sorry. No. We've oh. had many Canadian poutines. <laughs> McDonald's. Canadian McDonald's poutine. Has poutine. It's not good. No, it was the worst poutine. I've probably ever had. But I mean, it's McDonald's. Okay, but it had the potential because I think McDonald's fries are very good. <sighs> McDonald's fries are standard. I like them a lot. Okay. I think they're great. I really like McDonald's I'll fries. I'll give you that. But the poutine was like, okay, the gravy was like school cafeteria beef gravy. Yeah, it, it tasted like very fake. Yeah, it was like you opened up a can of beef mm, gravy. Beef flavor. Yeah, and, and just dumped it on some fries. The cheese curds weren't bad. No, the curds were good. I've had better. They weren't yeah. squeaky. They were okay, though. But yeah, they were okay. But like... They could have been Oh, more. man, that poutine we had at the Trading Post uh, in Fort Langley yeah, was the great. Yeah, there in Fort Langley. Yeah. And it wasn't... It wasn't like... Special. Unique. Yeah. It Just was good. really Just good, good fries mm-hmm. with really good gravy with lots of black pepper in it and mm-hmm. really good cheese curds. Yeah. And that's it. But yep. they didn't need to add like spices or special smoked meats or anything to it. It was just delicious as it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. So McDonald's poutine, uh, not surprisingly, probably not that great. No, but you know what? It was. It was a good McDonald's though. I fully no, yeah, it. for sure. Um, and they were, you know, it was very friendly Walmart and McDonald's and all that. We had a, a great time. Well, it was tough because we were all hungry and tired, but. <laughs> The Walmart experience itself was about as good as a Walmart experience gets. Yeah. It was just we were parked in the three of us that were shopping spot. were really ready to be done for the day. <laughs> I was so ready to be done driving today. <laughs> Our friends wanted to stop for fuel and we could like, we were down to like a half tank. So we were like, yeah, we could get fuel Yeah, too. might as well, yeah. But like the the place that they that we ended up stopping just like, we barely fit in, and it, the, there was one diesel pump, and someone had their like Hyundai parked in front of it. 
Yeah, that was bizarre. (laughs) They were like adding oil to their Hyundai. Yeah, I think they were just trying not to block one of the other gas pumps, but like (laughs) it was the only diesel pump. Right. It was just kind of funny. It was, and I was just like, I don't don't care. We could drive another 300 miles. I don't need this right now. (laughs) Our truck has a huge fuel tank. But I mean, like we said, the drives have been It's beautiful. been really beautiful, really. When, like, but no, I mean, we're still in very populated areas for the most part. So, yeah. I mean, not very populated, but like we haven't really seen any wildlife. We keep seeing signs for like I moose and stuff. Thought you think you saw a moose? I, I think it was a, a cow. It might have been a cow, but it, it was a real like, big house here. It was like in the woods, though. <laughs> yeah. It was really in the trees, and yeah. there was someone out of their car looking at it. Maybe it was a moose. It could have been a moose. It was a moose butt. I'm gonna say He's, Clay it saw was a moose. He butt. saw the first. So we have a we have moose count one, probably moose moose butt count. So moose butt count. So maybe <laughs> the moose count is point five. Yeah, there we go. Half a moose. Half a moose. I think we should keep a count as we drive up to Alaska. How many things? Bear he's count seen? zero. Moose Bear count, count zero. Moose 5. count point five. Yep. Kilometer no count. I don't know other, how many kilometers we've got. I saw a dead deer. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Should we talk about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> of course we should. Uh, Speaking so, of dead things, I guess. Wow, what dead? Th- oh, I guess. I mean, okay, it's like, sure. It's, mm-hmm, you know, I see where you're going there. Guys. Sometimes your character dies. That's a thing. So yeah, we have a lot to talk about, but um, I should probably read that letter that I wrote. Oh huh? yeah, you get to read the letter. All right. The reading of the letter. Oh, you need to say it. You should say it. Say it. I'm reading my letter. Cute. Hey friend, are you a nerd? There are many kinds of nerds, and about the time I was in college, it became fashionable to call yourself one. Obama was kind of a nerd, and Bush most certainly was not. But now we have sports nerds, music nerds, tech nerds, lit nerds, even beer nerds. But for the longest time, there was an unspoken rule. Jamie used to say something like, yeah, I'm a nerd, but I don't play Dungeons and Dragons or anything. Which is why when I took our teen daughter to a critically acclaimed D&D movie with big-name actors, it was hard to believe. Hard to believe that this game made for those of us who are the perfect combination of sci-fi fantasy nerd, theater nerd, and math nerd had come so far. But should I have been surprised? Back when I was our daughter's age, I was introduced to the collectible card game Magic the Gathering by a friend. I played in casual tournaments at our local card shop, hung out there with friends on summer days and weekends, and even held my own tournament as a birthday party. Magic is both one of the greatest games ever made, and I've played a few, and one of the worst money grabs. The only reason I didn't spend thousands on that game as a teenager was I didn't have thousands, and the biggest reason I refuse to play now is that I do, but not for games. But that is not why my friend's mom was worried when I introduced him to Magic. I remember his mom calling mine concerned it was evil. My mom's response was something along the lines of, It's not like it's Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, yes. Dungeons and Dragons, Satan's Game. If you get that reference, you probably trolled Nerdy Napster a lot like me. Or maybe you even heard it in its original airing on the Dr. Demento show. You likely also remember the hand-wringing in the 80s and early 90s about this game that's essentially a bunch of us nerds sitting in a room eating snacks, using our imagination together and rolling dice. But the narrative surrounding Satanism, the occult, and D&D was so prevalent in the 80s that it inspired the book and movie Mazes and Monsters, and even a 60 Minutes special where they spoke with creator Gary Gygax 
and a mother who blamed D&D for her kid's death. So, naturally, within six months of that conversation, another friend and I took the cash we hadn't spent on magic, plus $20 worth of found change, to the Walden Books at the local mall, where we bought the Player's Handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. I can still see the mix of annoyance and amusement on the clerk's face, as she counted change to determine we did indeed have enough to purchase these tomes. We proceeded to bring them home and try to read them. At one point we even tried playing. Making characters was fun, but without an experienced player or dungeon master to guide us, we quickly had to give up on trying to follow the rules. Far from a forbidden occult adventure, the game was needlessly complex, to the point it took the fun out of playing. Who cared about encumbrance? I can only remember one play session as a teen that was actually fun. I'd taken the books and dice with me on a family trip to Rocky Mountain National Park, and one day was miserably rainy. Instead of exploring outdoors, my brother and I sat in the cabin, and he created a character whose race was Monkey, and class was a thief or something. He proceeded to steal things, get chased, and swing away on the rafters, avoiding fights. When we stopped worrying about getting all the rules right, and kept the main focus on collaborative storytelling, we finally got a glimpse of the magic of D&D. That was the last time I played until my 30s. In high school, I adopted the I'm a nerd but not that kind, attitude toward D&D and magic, opting instead for video games, computers, and anime. But I never lost my love for board and card games, and got pulled into European-style board games like Settlers of Catan and Carcassonne by some college friends. Jamie and I played regularly with friends and family, and amassed enough games that we now, after the purge of 2020, have two cabinets full in the Airstream and two bins in a storage unit in Illinois. For a few years before we hit the road, We held a regular Tuesday night game night because nobody ever has plans on Tuesday. Friends and friends of friends would just show up after the kids went to bed and play games until midnight or later while eating chips and salsa and Totino's pizza rolls and drinking whatever people brought that week. Game night at the Fell House was something special, one of the things I miss most about living in one place. I've always loved having friends over, and I'm happiest when they feel so comfortable hanging out at my place they just show up, walk in, and grab a beer from the fridge. When COVID sent our game night online, it wasn't long before D&D was suggested. At this point, Jamie and I had been listening to The Adventure Zone regularly and had both become D&D curious, so we enthusiastically agreed. Friend, we've played one to two times a week with that group of friends for several years now and are on our fourth campaign. We all roleplay to varying degrees and some people are more experienced players than others. The magic happens, though, when one person has an idea crazy enough it just might work and the group runs with it. Everyone reacts as their character would, which can sometimes cause hilarious problems for the group. At the end of my favorite campaign, we ended up on opposite sides from one of our teammates in an epic battle between the forces of the Dragon Queen Tiamat and those of the fallen angel Zariel, who we were trying to defeat or redeem. We ended up killing his character in dramatic fashion. A tiger was involved, and nobody loved it more than him. Ryan, our dungeon master, was there to keep the wheels on, but did his job of setting up the world for us to play in and then let us run with it, creating together something an individual author couldn't have imagined. It's very much like improv comedy, which admittedly can sometimes be more fun to perform than to watch. When it works, it works beautifully, but no matter what, as long as you keep saying yes and, everyone has a great time. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised D&D has become as popular as it has. 5th edition is much easier for a new player. Popular culture has celebrated it with shows like Stranger Things and podcasts like The Adventure Zone. 
and I doubt it's just me who's allowed themselves to be exactly the nerd they want to be. Don't focus on the rules, just make your own stories. Happy travels. Bye. So I still can't believe that you actually got me to play Dungeons and Dragons. Not that I was like ever cool or anything. Like ah. it's not that. I mean, I had no illusions of that. I just was like, well, I mean, it's not like I'm out there LARPing or doing role playing or something. <laughs> yeah, I think um I don't know. It didn't surprise me much at all. <laughs> You're like, I knew that was in there the whole time. <laughs> no, I mean not even that. Like it's just um when we started playing together. Mm. We had already been doing some some things like that. We had already been doing board game for forever, board game night. Yeah, we had gotten into Lords of Waterdeep, which is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, the board game, it's, TM, it's TM, a, TM. It's a board game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it is board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's that's a fun board game, even though I never win. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a. I mean, I think I've won twice. Yeah. Maybe if we played with somebody other than Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, we'd been playing that and we'd been listening. Well, you had especially been listening to the Adventure Zone. And which, if you're not familiar, friends, is so the McElroy brothers uh, who have a podcast empire mm-hmm. and have for over a decade now. And they started with my brother, my brother, and me. And they started mm-hmm. a few years after that playing Dun- Dungeons and Dragons on a podcast. Uh, with their dad and mm-hmm. it's great like it's a great listen and i had gotten more hooked on amnesty which we've talked about a little bit maybe on here which is um not dungeons and dragons but it's a it's still role playing and it's a different game system and mm-hmm. we we had played a couple of sessions uh prior to covid in that system with some friends I was yeah you actually let it yeah i was giving mm-hmm. it i had a really fun idea for this like 1920s new york theme no, it was going to be so cool. It was cool. It was cool for a couple of sessions and then <laughs> I didn't play anymore. But we, so when our friends asked to play D&D, we were kind of like, it was a little bit of like, well, <laughs> nothing else going on. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> what have we got to lose? So we've only really played online. We have played in person like once. No, we did a few. Okay, so we played in person with this group once. Yes. Oh, and we, but, you, and, you and Grace and I have played a couple times. Yeah, we played... Mm-hmm. Four or five times with yeah. you and Grace and I. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where I was DMing for you too. Yep. Um, and then more recently, I've uh, the Grace and and a friend of hers in the family we've been traveling with came and asked me, "Hey, you know, do you want to run a Dungeons and Dragons campaign for us? We'd like to try it." And so, um, I got tips from Ryan, our dungeon master, on oh, what would be a good first campaign to run with a couple teenagers and uh kind of went with it and i think you know we've done four yeah four sessions now and it's yeah. been really really fun so yeah fun to try and flex those dungeon master muscles and like <laughs> come up with stories and try and make plans and then have your characters do nothing of those plans <laughs> and that type of thing right what if somebody like let's say one of our listeners one of our friends has recently seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which you okay. know, like people like to maybe aren't even really into Dungeons and Dragons, but they 
now now they're Dungeons and Dragons. This is so hard to say. Dungeons and Dragons over and over again. You can just say D&D. D, now they're D&D curious. Yeah. <laughs> what should they do? And what tips would you have for them as they are embarking on their D&D journey? Yeah. So, I mean, okay, number one, that movie is great. I still haven't seen it. Okay. Because we've established I don't go to movies. <laughs> I'll see it when it's on. It's on streaming now. I think I can watch it. Um, so we'll watch it some night, but I, I, don't, I don't go to the theater. It, it's a great movie, but you got to keep in mind your campaign that you're playing. And especially if a lot of you in your campaign are first timers, is not going to be like being in a movie. I mean, at times it definitely will be. And, and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially not your first campaign. But. I mean, really, I mean, what it's about is, you know, just kind of having fun, like collaborating and telling a story together with other people who are doing it. So, I mean, I think my first, yeah, don't put too high of expectations on yourself, but like go into it just like looking to have fun and don't worry too much about like getting everything quote unquote right. No, when I think about my first character, I think like, oh, there's all these things I messed up in like the design of the character. Like I didn't so like people will talk about like min maxing, which is like setting your character up to like be maximally efficient and mm-hmm. um and like other people will get really hooked on the backstory and stuff and uh all those things can be interesting and important depending on what you're doing. But sure. I had no fucking clue what I was doing and I was like, This seems cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was and that character, your first character, yes, Dia. She's her name is Dia. She's half angel. Mm-hmm. and uh, Celestial and a warlock. And the reason you wouldn't normally do that is because she's a Celestial warlock and half angel and like those things like kind of double up on some things. So like she gets like, it's minutia if, you if you're not familiar, but like basically like it's not the best thing to do because you get advantages from both that are like the same. And so you could get yeah. more advantages if you did something different. But, Story-wise, it kind of made sense, and the character ended up being kind of simplistic in a lot of ways in terms of like her motivation and things like that, which actually worked out really well for a first character. Um, I did get a little bored of it, but it was fun. She was silly. She likes to press buttons and <laughs> uh, had a had a flying cat for a familiar, and you know, just goofy things like that. Yeah, she, Dia she, liked to try everything. She liked to try everything, and she had the, her her flying cat Fluffy. Um, <laughs> but she sprouted wings sometimes too. She did. She did have wings sometimes. I could fly sometimes. It was pretty fun. And uh, but Dia's biggest claim to fame in our campaign was that she came up with really silly names for all the monsters. Wait, Dia's oh, I forgot about Dia's Guide to Monsters. Dia's Guide to Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so big snake octopus. Yeah. So that was Grick, right? Yes. A, a Grick uh-huh. was... They're, like, these are, they're all made up, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's mythical mo- monsters, so why not come up with sillier names for the mythical monsters? Beat snake octopus. <laughs> I mean, that's... That entertained our crew for a long time. Descriptive name, to be honest. It was well, honestly a better name than Grick. DM was explaining to me what it was, and I assumed that none of our party knew what it was, and I was the first one at the top, because of course I was, because I was running around by myself. Mm, of course. And I started screaming, basically... <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's when D is fun. You do dumb things and get dumb prizes and it's really fun. 
Yeah, and I think so. That's what it's about, right? Is having fun with your friends. Yeah. Right, and it it helps. It really helps if you play with at least one person, preferably like a few, a decent percentage yeah. of your group has played before. Yeah, I think so, and and has had like a even just exposure to like other role playing games and or just kind of like board game and stuff like that like it kind of gives you a little bit of an appreciation for it or listening to some of the podcasts that do it yeah i would say you know listen if you helps. if you listen to the adventure zone and you like it or you if totally you listen it. there there are a bunch of other great D mm-hmm. podcasts too yeah like critical role that kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there are a bunch of them and some of them are on youtube some of them are podcasts and mm-hmm. some are both if you watch and or listen to that stuff and you really like it yeah find some friends who are also D&D curious or, you know, find the friend you know who does play D&D and say, hey, uh, any chance I could join in? Yeah, and I think there's ways on, like, Roll20 to, like, join groups, too, that maybe aren't people you've met in real life, too. So that might be a way to do it if you're... Which is Roll20 is an online platform that makes things really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are two main online... You don't need an online platform No, at all. but it's really nice if you're playing with people, like like we do, which are... You know, we all used to live in the same place more or less, and now we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's honestly, it's nice even in person. Like the campaign I've been running with the kids has been, we've just been playing on Roll20. Because you don't have to carry around as much stuff. Well, it's, yeah, especially living on the road. Like, we're not, I'm not going to carry, I'm not going to keep a bunch of maps and stuff. paper maps. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, yes, there is prep work to put into it on Roll20, but there's so much more on paper. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a really good tool. Roll20 is the one we've used. I think D&D Beyond is like the officially sanctioned one. Okay, I didn't know that. I've only um, ever used Roll20. But yeah, I think... Roll20 works with other game systems too, which is cool. Exactly, yep. And they're both really good um, as far as I know. So but we use Discord for voice and mm-hmm. for chat. Because we do. That just everyone's on there anyway, so... Yeah, it's really easy to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, find people who... I've played before, mm-hmm. online, or in person. I would um, say when you're... And find a campaign that's just starting. Yeah, and I think when you're finding a group, too, it's kind of... So we didn't do some of this stuff because we'd been, we knew a good number of our group members pretty well and kind of knew the vibe. But I think it's important to kind of, like, set out expectations in terms of, like, how funny is this? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Like, what is everyone's sense of humor? What goes, what flies and what doesn't? Like, what's inappropriate to everybody and what's just funny? And um, Yeah, I think you can kind of, I mean, we didn't explicitly talk about this with our group ever. No, but we'd played like 17 rounds of like Jackbox and other games with them. And <laughs> we we kind of we we knew, knew everyone's sense of humor. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Really? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, this is what goes here. If you want to goof around and have fun and, like, you mm-hmm. know, also kill some skeletons, but someone else is like, I want to make sure that I do the best job I can do. Yeah. Yeah. If some, it's like if you're playing a video, if you play video games, Rogue Barbarian like, combo. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you play video games, like, that's like trying to play, like, with somebody on their team who's like, they are like the hundred percent completion person, and mm-hmm. you're like the like let's go run around and have fun person. Yes, and those people aren't going to have a good time playing the same video game together, probably. You know, <laughs> Unless th- you come to an agreement. 
Yeah, I think they can. They just yeah. have to come to an agreement that, like, you know, w- yes, we are going to explore dungeons. Yeah. Um, But, like, you know, we're in it for the fun of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm in it for the stories of, like, the, the silly stuff we get into and, like, mm-hmm. the weird crap we cook up. And so my favorite character that I've played yeah, is Safine, who was a, a very sarcastic... <laughs> wizard mm-hmm. she was a transmutation wizard which is like never something you would pick for any like for um min maxing type purposes like it's not a very good school of wizardry <laughs> why is that it just doesn't get as many cool things oh okay but she was super into like tricking people and deceiving people and so i picked that for her because you get like good polymorph stuff and you get like which is changing into like animals and stuff and mm-hmm. um like disguise and things like that and so that was kind of her whole thing is she liked to disguise herself and hilarity sometimes ensued because she didn't understand the best way to do that mm-hmm. but yeah i think <laughs> our first session with those characters which I was think, a tale of two schmitties a tale of two schmitties yes <laughs> um which <laughs> just i mean as many D campaigns do it started Meeting up with our group of characters in a the tavern. local tavern, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But we stumbled into an upstairs brawl, and uh, yeah, you just dis- decided to disguise yourself. No, I was trying to win over one of the pirate guys mm-hmm. and like get him to tell us what was going on upstairs. So we were trying to up, we were trying to avoid the brawl. Right. Oh, I right. I was trying to talk him out of it. Yes. So you had uh-huh. turned into one of the pirates who was not up there. Yes. It all, no, he was up there and I was downstairs. I can't remember what happened. I don't know. But, but it, all, way, it all fell apart when the pirate I disguised myself as walked in. Yeah. There, <laughs> I mean, you could see it coming. But it was great. It was great. I mean. It was super dumb and fun. But that that character was super fun to play. And But it was partially super fun to play because of the way that everyone created their characters in that campaign and the way that mm-hmm. campaign went mm-hmm. and like what that campaign was. And I think, you know, like being sarcastic and like kind of like um, snarky with everybody would have maybe been taken really poorly <laughs> in a different campaign. In a different campaign. With different people. <laughs> but instead yeah. it was just like funny. Yeah. I mean, so that campaign actually, we uh, when we started that campaign, um, mm-hmm. and so hey, spoiler alert here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, some of the campaigns we play are adapted from box but, campaigns yeah. that you can buy. Um, and so this one was adapted from Descent into Avernus. But we didn't know that's what it was at first. But we didn't know. Ryan mm-hmm. did not tell us that's what we were playing. He so just great. said, uh, how about we do a campaign that starts in Baldur's Gate? Yeah. So we were just like in and Baldur's Gate. I thought we were going to play in Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Our previous campaign. I got myself campaign... kidnapped within like two sessions. <laughs> you did. Our previous campaign was taking place in Waterdeep, another city in the fictional yeah multiverse of dungeons and dragons and and it had been like a heist at first right yep um this campaign we kind of expected a little more of the same like city exploring like solving mysteries type Mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm. but it quickly devolved into yeah you got kidnapped i did yeah and i can't remember how the the i got to play another character while i was in prison imprisoned yeah, and, uh, we broke you out. Imp- 
prison. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's when I hit the guy in the head with the door. Um, yeah, you you broke me out, and uh, but yeah, it was that was funny. That was a really fun campaign. And then all of a sudden, I don't, how did we end up even going to hell? I don't, we had to go to hell to do something. Right. So we were trying to figure out the mystery of why this city disappeared. Right. Yes. And we had to go. Yes. That's why we had to go to hell to find the city. And we. Like. D&D hell. It's it's different than like. Right. Christian hell or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not the same thing. So. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, um, by the way. Uh, you all are going to need to travel to Avernus to do this. Right. <laughs> so we're like, oh, cool. Where's that? Like, oh, yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a different plane of existence. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to get a little dark from here. Turns out, being a transmutation wizard was great for that campaign. Uh, spoilers, because there was a lot of like vehicle chases, and I could erupt Earth. That was so fun. It was almost like Mad Maxian. Yeah. And then I would like make the earth erupt in front of the vehicles, which was really dramatic and fun. I mean, I don't think we can do it justice just talking no. about it like it this. It was just too much fun. I think but... it was such a, it like, I mean, the problem with playing that good a campaign with that many good, with those, like those characters and that good of people and like those, it's really hard to like live up to it with anything mm-hmm. else. Cause it was just so fun. We kept saying, oh, we should have been recording this because it, some of the stuff just devolved into absolute off the rails hilarity like there was stuff in there that like i know was not that had nothing to do with anything that was in a box campaign anywhere like we were just oh yeah for sure making shit up and ryan was going with it and it was just so fun i mean at one point we ended up in some sort of like soccer type it was rugby with like bloody gnomes i don't know yeah red caps i don't This is and, too much detail for people who don't play D&D, but it was very fun. So we had our characters were you, Safine, the yeah, snarky but I was wizard. Dis- but I was disguised. I was Anne. Oh, right. In that yeah, specific time. I was I'm saying disguised. in the, in the yes, campaign yes. in general. Mm-hmm. You were... Snarky half-elf wizard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was... I started out as the... Sherlock Holmes based character archetype. Uh-huh. Rowan Woods, who was like a lone detective. But you were you know, like playing like, a character. But my character was playing that character, right? Because they their actual identity was someone else, Ara. Mm-hmm. And they were um gosh, now I can't even remember their backstory. Yeah. But <laughs> It was like um Sophie was in Baldur's Gate just looking for her dad. Very classic backstory. Yeah, Ara had been involved in like a thieves guild and had kind of fallen out with them and gone off on their own and decided to adopt this persona of Rowan Woods and had kind of gotten like business, mm-hmm. you know, solving mysteries that type of thing and they were like very into like solving the mystery for solving the mystery's sake Mm -hmm. and like the kind of like the the pursuit of the knowledge like the game of um what i liked about what you did with that with that character was Mm -hmm. that and this is something like if you're getting into playing D &D, sometimes you'll come up with these really great ideas for characters and then like you get into the game and like 
you could play that character really true to character and kind of ruin the game for everybody. <laughs> and like yeah. part of that character was like they were kind of a lone wolf, right? Mm-hmm. And they so, did not like to work with anyone. They right. really didn't want to be did not, in the group to begin with. Right. They did not want to be it with people. They were which very much work. like hid them their true self from well, so everyone for a were, long time. If you were gonna play that like and not have that character kind of like grow and change or something, then you like would have kind of been a pain in the ass to play with that whole time. <laughs> like it worked for a while, but it wouldn't have worked for very long because like you have to like be able to like interact with your party. <laughs> but I think that's true for all of mm-hmm. our campaigns and all of our characters. Yeah. Like, they have you to kind of play jump. off of each other. Yeah. It's just um communication's key. <laughs> and also like the best thing you can do is kind of be like very yes andy about it. Yeah, I think care about it, but don't care so much that yeah. you like <laughs> Yeah, that you're like worried about it. Like, yeah, it's not that serious. Like, I um don't really do voices for my characters or anything like that. Some people you do. You sort of do. I you do a do little. Like, I have like inflections. speech patterns for my characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, Clay does voices. I do voices. <laughs> Bear was my favorite. Bear was just a typical like dwarven voice. Like, hey, no, hold on, I can't do it yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bear was my first character. Yeah. Uh, Bear was a life cleric, which is a basic healer. Uh, he was a dwarf. He was an old dwarf, right? And he had basically fallen in love with, he had, he'd like left his dwarven background and gone to live in Baldur's Gate and fallen in love with someone and like ran a bakery with them forever. But it was a human and dwarves live a lot longer than humans. and when he died, Bear was like kind of lost, right? Yeah. But then he fell in with this group of adventurers, and <laughs> so like he had he had learned some of this like healing magic stuff because he wanted to help mm-hmm. his partner who was like terminally ill. Um, but you know, basically, his passion was like cooking and baking bread. And drinking and brewing beer. <laughs> so he was all about like having fun and making people happy and like trying to heal everyone in the group. And he was just talked like this all the time. And, you know, well, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is a, is a really hard voice to do uh, for, like, for a long time because it's really hard on your throat. Four hours every Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I loved playing as Bear. He was a very simple character. Yeah. Um, but we had some good times. I mean, we had fun. Yeah. That, that Saturday night campaign we eventually ended up dropping out of because we didn't feel like we should be committing. We were missing too many Saturday nights, basically. Yeah, it was hard to say that we were going to quit because... We, really hard. We've been going. doing it for almost we two years. Doing, yeah, it was, it was one that went on for a really long time. That was the first one mm-hmm. we started in like, mm-hmm. what, April of 2020? Yeah, and people have come and gone from it and it was fine, but it was mm-hmm. kind of sad to to leave it. But also like Saturdays are kind of hard for us to commit to right now with travel and stuff. And we couldn't, we felt like it wasn't right to commit two nights a week because we were like traveling with friends and we wanted to be able to hang out with them and like do stuff and hike and whatnot. And mm-hmm. especially being out West for so long this year, it's like, 
our session started at 6 30. So yeah, like that kind of took like over Saturday evening. night. That's mm-hmm. not great. So it was tough to, to step away from that. But, you know, that had been a really fun campaign. And I think, but that's the thing. Like, it's not like a forever thing. Like, you can, no, not at you all. You can try it. It's, no one's going to be, hopefully, if you play with good people, they're not going to be like super mad at you or something if you oh, have to quit. No. It's, um, it's just really it, worth honestly, a try. Especially it made if you have sense for those characters. They, like the group kind of moved into more of like a yeah. delving deeper and deeper into the dungeon. Yeah, they were doing underwater like a very deep. deep dungeon crawl. And Dia was like, I don't want to be in dungeons. I'm a little celestial being. Yeah. And Bear was like, <laughs> I just want to be running our bar. We have a bar. Why am I not yeah, at it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it worked out for the characters. It was totally and it worked fine. Out for and we group. can pop in once in a while the way we did it. But. Mm-hmm. It was my biggest uh, free tip from there. It may not apply to very many people, but if you are playing a campaign with your spouse or significant other, someone who's going to miss the same nights as you or days or whatever yeah. you're going to replay, um, don't both be the healers in the group. That is a little bit difficult for the rest of the group if you're both gone at the same time consistently. Yeah. 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 Just we- a free tip for you. <laughs> it's very niche. Tip. It's very niche. <laughs> I think if you have any, so like, who would like D anD D? Do you think, like, if you're gonna recommend it to people, who likes D anD D? Do you like board games? Do you like board games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like performing arts? Yeah, I think if you have any kind of like theater background, like you, it, yeah, just do it. Yeah, I mean, do you like playing role playing video games? That mm-hmm. seems pretty obvious, but most of those are derived from D anD D. Yeah, I don't love that but it's okay like i get bored easily in some of those it depends i like zelda and stuff but yeah like, fair enough um not enough to like play through any game ever i've never finished a game in my life <laughs> um and it's i mean like i guess it's most like do you like the you... people you're playing with too is a yeah, lot of it right like, it's it's really finding a group that you gel with because like some people are super serious and they've played with the same people for like decades and some people mm-hmm. are like Oh yeah, the more the merrier. You know, we definitely all play once a week, but like, we you know drink beer and we hang out and we talk to each other and like we don't take things like way way seriously. We're mostly about telling a good story. Yeah, and I think to tell a good story, you have to take it somewhat seriously. Totally, I think you have you to. You have to like, care about the story. Care you have about to the be consequences. Yeah, invested and, in your characters. You have yeah. to know your characters and know what your character would the do hardest, in a given situation. Yeah, I think the hardest thing to do in a role playing game, and like the thing that makes it good, is if you, if most people in it will do this, is like as a person knowing like the quote right answer or something, or knowing how things would go. Mm-hmm. But as but like sometimes you know things that your character doesn't know, mm-hmm. and like being able to like act like your character would act in that situation versus like what you kind of know, I yeah, think makes it good. And I think sometimes people get a little too worried about what people call metagaming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah, yeah. that no, that thing that you're talking about where it's like, well, I, think I it's know like, it matters that, and sometimes and doesn't others, you know. I know that such and such type of creature, you know, I know that um, skeletons are really easy to kill with bludgeoning weapons because it just breaks all their bones apart. But, like, my character has never seen skeletons before, so they wouldn't know that. <laughs> like, no, use the weapon. But, like, I mean, like, that, that's yeah, not, that's so, like, not what I'm talking about more deal. is, like, 
some little things like where uh like i can think of like one time in when i was playing dia like i knew because i'd seen it on the map which way you guys went mm-hmm. but dia didn't know which way you guys went because she was like facing another way and like doing mm-hmm. something else mm-hmm. and like i had to like game out like trying to find where you guys went even yeah. though like i knew where you guys went. yeah and you died <laughs> i did i almost <laughs> i almost didn't but i did yeah. yeah i found the big bad monster in that one and uh all by myself and died. yeah yeah it's not a good thing to it do, wasn't though. great um they were able to bring me back but it wasn't good yeah a um, good rule of thumb for first don't split the party yeah just keep the party together but like... i will say some of the best <laughs> hilarious moments have come from splitting the party that's true that said that said it like, can be really fun it can be fun yeah but it really can like you can piss people off that way too if yeah especially if people care a lot about like dying winning <laughs> dying not dying you know whatever but speaking of dying though Mm. The one campaign that we played on Wednesday night before this one mm-hmm. was a little bit different. Yeah, it was very uh, fatal. Yeah, so it was Tomb of Annihilation, which is another boxed one. Mm-hmm. And like the central thing of that normally in D&D, your I don't characters think it's like an official D&D like... one, though. I think it's like oh, really? a Dungeon Master Skilled one. Okay. Um, I, I actually didn't know that. I could be wrong. Okay, but normally in D&D with the right magic even characters who die can be resurrected within a certain yeah, amount it's of time. like a video game yeah it's like you they died can, but you didn't really die they can be brought back to life you, and you've got a like, couple lives left there's penalties for that yeah and that type of thing but uh. like you're not done done with that character but in this campaign yeah there was like something going on in the world and the whole point of that campaign is to figure out what is going on there's like this curse that people can't be brought back from the dead yeah uh it and was that was challenging <laughs> it definitely raised the stakes mm. and i actually <laughs> when we've been playing our latest campaign on wednesday night since that one i caught myself thinking about it as if like well if my character dies that's it they're not coming back yeah yeah um <laughs> uh-huh. and it just it almost felt weird to have my character resurrected yeah um after he did die <laughs> but i think i I was it was only me and one other person that didn't die in that battle but that so that was cool about that campaign i thought was like it felt really like real high stakes high stakes yeah it was cool until like traveling four of our six party members died at once that was the problem and then it kind of like lost a lot of steam and that's kind of where it was like oh man that's just like if you die and you have to make a new character i mean Hey, it was like I mean, late in Derek, the game too. Derek had to make like four new characters that campaign. His characters kept dying. But like <laughs> for it some was... of us, we had our same character for most of that campaign. And then we were like towards the end. And we were close to Probably the end. Probably like the back third of it. And know? then like four of us died at once it in was... one stupid. It kind of took the air out of the like, sails of it. Like... Dungeon, like Indiana Jones, like dungeon trap where we like got. We went into this room and the door shut behind us no and then it started it spinning around mm-hmm. like a deadly washing machine and killed us all. <laughs> and then like we finally got it open and they tumbled out all dead. Yep. Except for one of us. Yeah. It was pretty awful. It, it, it's just like, it. Mm. we did recover from it. I did make another character that I had some fun with, but I was never as invested in that character 
that character was never well, even being really like one of the, of the team. surviving characters was like I was a little more disengaged after that because it was like I don't know any of these people. Why are they here? Yeah, it was hard. It was harder to like we were. It was kind the role playing got really hard because <laughs> it was like way, we're so yeah. far into it and somehow picking up all these random people. Mm-hmm. We'd built relationships between our characters yeah. and then we had to start over. Yeah. So that was that was that made it hard. That made it difficult to want to finish it. It almost felt like. When we got should to that just point, quit we should have been like, oh, well, we lost. We made it this far, but we lost. We pretty much lost that campaign. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. It was, it was fun it to was see it through one. to the end. Yeah. The end parts were cool. Yeah. But like, Willow was, I, hmm, Willow was a tough character to play. She I, was, I think we all tried to stretch ourselves on the characters on that one. And I think we that did. was like kind of hard, too. We, all, we also all played characters who were kind of like introverts. Yeah. <laughs> which was. Uh-huh. A little bit of a unique challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that was my hardest professor. To, sorry, my hardest character to play was the professor. The professor. The professor. Professor. Yeah. Yep. It was, I mean, it was a good one, though. And, yeah. and, oh, man, I am having so much fun with our current campaign on Wednesday nights. And I think, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see this one through and we'll probably play another. Yeah, I think we will. I mean, I don't see stopping playing with this group. Like, they're so fun. And it's just like, I mean, like anything like this, like the first like five, 10 minutes, maybe more as we wait for everyone to get on, every time is like just catching up with our friends, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a nice time. Like, we have like a standing phone date basically with our friends. Like, yeah, it's that's a part really of what good I love way to about keep it. It's just like, hey, what are you up to? How's the job going? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? Mm hmm. A little bit of a small update every week is kind of nice because there's people we used to see every week. Yeah. Well, gosh, I don't know if we have time to talk about our weekly board game. We've talked about it a little bit when we talked about normal. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this this kind of evolved out of that, like we talked about in the letter. And it was, I mean, that was such a fun group. I think if we end up in one place again, and part of what I like about traveling with friends now and you know being in campgrounds with other people is just like that feeling of like hey everyone is welcome here mm-hmm. like come on over you know someone invites you like join in the games like yeah. the more the merrier yeah. you know um so being able to carry that into online games and now like frequently you know every week D yeah um has been just really great um i'm and i'm looking forward to you know, too, like playing with this group and I'm hoping for opportunities kind of like playing with the kids right now. Uh-huh. But like I know Jason and Abby have, especially Abby, have expressed interest in trying D&D. Yeah. Um, some so other like people. Or something. Yeah. Some other people we've met on the road have said, oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. Like there are. Yeah. Sometimes people do what's what are called one shot sessions where it's like. Mm-hmm. The person running it has like a story that they're having you play through in one session. And usually it's kind of like a standard length, like three to four hour session. Yeah. So, yeah, by the way, D&D takes some time. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Settle in, grab a drink and a snack. But it's. Or tea. Like drink doesn't necessarily mean alcohol. Just Right. Totally. No, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, I'm better off if I don't because then, make then good, I fall asleep. Yeah, like I you talked make, about. We make sad choices sometimes. Well, I mean, maybe more likely I'll fall asleep. Yeah, I'm just talking about one of our some of our friends. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. But I think that's it. It's just I think what's what it has meant for me personally is somebody who was like, I'll never do that. Is one like I had to get over myself because like mm-hmm. I'm not that cool, and also I am that cool because it's pretty cool. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I think I I had to get over my ego around like feeling silly acting out a character or like with other grownups. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like when we play in person, like you know, with like miniatures and things like that. I'm like, this is silly, but it's so great. And um, uh, like number two, I think what it's meant for me is just like yeah, like, like I said before, like just connection with friends and getting to like do something fun together. Like, uh, it's just nice. Like, and there's no other way to put that. Like, I just really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, it's something. Like a lot creative together. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. unlike a lot of other things that we like regularly do with our friends. It's like a collaborative, creative exercise. Yeah, it's fun. I like um, competitive things like with a team, and that's kind of what it is, right? Like mm-hmm. we're competing, but we're on the same team for the most part. For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Except for foe. Except for oh goodness uh how yes. many of our friends and characters can we name check in this episode <laughs> right uh but that is yeah that's kind of like what i love in games and things like that and so it's fun because you're not competing against your friends you're like with them and telling the story together and it's just man, it's a shit ton of fun sure is you can i mean yeah, and you can tell some really good stories together, have a lot of fun together. And, like, yeah. I truly meant it in the letter when I said, like, it, it might not translate as well for the people who aren't playing, kind of like improv. Right. <laughs> but, like, that experience is so unique of, like, you're making something together that's kind of way cooler than, like, if one person had imagined it up and kind of written it all out. Like, because it's collaborative right right because right. it's there's a little bit of that unpredictability there's a little bit of that like right. <laughs> oh okay so i have to adapt on the fly <laughs> right oops <laughs> because that's not what i was thinking that character went and pushed the button that sprayed glitter on everyone and <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> nothing dear nothing I think it's fun to put a little bit of yourself into each character and kind of get to like, like play up small things about yourself. Yeah, I think so for sure. So we've talked a lot about like the specifics of D and D. Are there um, like what life lessons have we learned from D and D? Ooh, life lessons. Yeah, what's like the takeaway? The more you know. Um, no, yeah. no, it's like, I don't know for me. Okay. So I go back to like, in the letter I talked about when I was a kid, uh-huh. it was impossible to get into it. And I think yeah. why it was impossible to get into it is because we didn't have someone who had played it before and didn't, the rules were more cumbers- cumbersome in the addition to They were more cumbersome back then, but also mm-hmm. like we didn't have someone to tell us, yeah, you don't need to worry about that rule. Yeah. So we tried so hard yeah. to like play it how it was supposed to be played. And we're like, I do not get this. Yeah. We didn't have that example. Yeah. So 
it's like playing um I don't know, Monopoly or something without knowing any of like the house rules people play with. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Although actually Monopoly is better by the rules, but anyway. But most people have some house rules. I'm just like the house rules make it worse. I Monopoly is a terrible game anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't talk about Monopoly. Why not, Jamie? <clears throat> because I always win unless some Unless everyone gangs up on me in an illegal fashion. Okay. We're going to... In an illegal fashion? Unethical. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The game is called Monopoly. <laughs> Whatever, man. Monopoly was supposed to be... We don't need to talk about Monopoly. It's Okay, fine. fine. We all know. It was supposed to show the downfalls of capitalism. No one was supposed to like Monopoly. It was supposed <laughs> to be like, this so is popular, bad. And it's hilarious. <laughs> It was supposed to be a cautionary tale oh, in a board America. game. Um, <laughs> no. Back to what lessons do we learn from Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Don't worry too much about the rules. Don't worry about looking silly. Don't worry about looking silly. Because you do. It's fun to look does. silly. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Have adventures with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, have adventures. Tell good stories. I think I don't know. I think and it, yes, it, and <laughs> yeah, and it comes back to like a lot of what we talk about is like I don't know. Like, are you gonna regret more having tried it or not having tried it? And like, mm-hmm. it's hard to regret like sitting around playing a fun game with people. Like, that seems like a fine use of time to me. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And I don't regret that. No, I think the lessons from it are I don't know. It's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, don't worry too much about the rules. And I think the lessons for me are to like um, embrace creativity. It helped me kind of like get back in touch with that kind of stuff. Whoa, that's deep. So deep. Are you saying Dungeons and Dragons like helped you get in touch with your creative side that had been dormant for years while you'd been slaving away in finance? I mean, there was some creative stuff going on in finance too. <laughs> That's a different kind of creative. <laughs> That's probably not a good kind of creative. I, just <laughs> I liked my job in finance. Yeah, I know. That's right. But yes, I think, yeah, I, you know, I kind of lost touch with like the more artsy, goofy side of myself for sure. Hmm. I like. Yeah, she was always there, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but I, you know, I wore nice suits and went to, like, you know, played in golf tournaments at country clubs and went to, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, conferences at fancy hotels and shit and, like. Yeah. I mean, I still like those things, too. It's just, you can yeah. do both. Sure. And now you. The number of times I've logged in to D&D from a hotel is uh, not zero. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but now you threw out all the rules. Yeah. And you're sitting in a hot camper oh my in God, a Walmart parking so lot with your husband ta- talking on your podcast about Dungeons and Dragons yep. in Canada. In Canada, on our way to Alaska. <laughs> and I haven't showered in three days. These are the life lessons from Dungeons and Dragons people. Be careful. 
Yeah. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery Once slope. Once you get into Dungeons and Dragons, next thing you know, you're going to be a hippie driving to Alaska. It really is all the indie world. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> well, friends, I would love to hear about the dungeons that you've explored and the dragons that you've fought. We didn't talk about any dragons. There's shockingly few dragons in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> A lot more Dungeons. The dragons, dragons are cooler when they're rare. Yeah, I wish the... Sometimes there's not even that many dungeons. It depends on the campaign. It really does. But metaphorical, imaginary, or real dungeon... Maybe don't tell me about the real dungeons that, you... <laughs> <laughs> that you've explored. But... How can they tell us that, Jamie? Yeah, we would love to hear from you Our at our Substack, which is lettersfromtheroad.substack.com, where you can read the letters that we read on the podcast. You can comment on them. You can talk to, that, talk to us about them. And you get two letters. You sign up, you get two letters in your inbox every week. Um, so you get more letters there than you get on the podcast because there's only a podcast once a week right now. Yeah, and sometimes it'll be a guest letter. Sometimes it'll be a guest letter from people like Clay. What? Yeah, it's so exciting. Uh, and then, <laughs> and you can also find us on socials at Letters from the Road Pod on Instagram and TikTok, and on Twitter we are LFTR Pod. We also have a Facebook page uh, called Letters from the Road Podcast, and I think that exhausts—that's the exhaustive list. Oh no, wait, nope, missed one. What's that? Um, you can send us emails at Letters from the Road Pod at Gmail dot com. Please do. We would love to hear from you. I haven't heard from anybody in a while. I think it's just everyone's super busy. It's camping season. It's, it's camping summer. season. It's summer. I hope everyone's having a super fantastic time. I hope you take us along on your drive days or, you know, when you're unwinding by the fire. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be a postcard. Yeah. Just, just a couple of Send us a shout out. Let us know where you're at. What's going on. If you want us to, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, totally. And we uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye.